You're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, this Friday afternoon. Now, let's turn to our next topic and guest of today. We're talking about faith and how to keep your faith during tough times. Now, I'm sure many of us have experienced a, a loss in direction and perhaps a, even a loss in our faith during these difficult times that make us question our purpose. And perhaps the last year in particular has triggered uh, some of these feelings for you uh, since it's been quite a challenging year to, to navigate through. Well, our next guest has navigated through the last year is and is on her way to publish her debut book, which is called My Catanoeo, which is a, a by faith project. I'd like to welcome the author of the book, Juliana Rotemeyer. Welcome to the program, Juliana. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you. Thank you, Noreen. Thank you for having me. We are also live on Facebook as well. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3 is the page to go to if you'd like to join in the conversation and perhaps uh, share some of uh, your own challenges and how your faith has got you through uh, last year or even your years. Uh, feel free to get in touch with us. Um, Juliana, let's talk a little bit more about your book, um, My Catanoeo uh, by Faith Project. What is it about? Yeah, so My Catanoio is the name of the book, and it is really about relationship, and specifically relationship with Jesus. Um, the book is about how he sort of healed my heart, and it's it really goes quite deep in this sort of heart-level healing, in the sense of um, those deep, dark areas that we can't really access or often um yeah, touch. And so it, it really sort of shares that journey of what that what that looks like to walk with Jesus in relationship as he heals a heart. And so um, katanoio is a it's a Greek word, actually. Um, it means to consider attentively, to observe, to discover, take note of, understand, perceive, discover and fix one's eyes upon. So it has a big meaning. Um, and, and so I really, when I was trying to find a word to sort of name this book, I needed something that really showed a lot of depth and meaning. And so the book really does challenge the reader to observe and to see and look deeper and really kind of question and understand to discover. And so it is all those things sort of packed into this book. Um, and it's kind of a unique journey because it's it's sharing my journey, but it's also inviting the reader to take their own journey as they read it along. So they're kind of um, on their own journey as well, not just reading my story. Yeah, it's easy. You mentioned just now that the, sort of the hurt and the pain has made you sort of turn to your faith and, and Jesus. It's easy to sort of go the the other way. It's easy to sort of think, well, you know, why am I going through this? Why am I suffering uh, if there's a God? Um, how did, why did it sort of make you turn more inwardly and, and, and sort of follow your faith closer? Yeah, that's a great question. So I guess, uh, so I, I, by trade, am an architect. And so I have lots of degrees, fancy degrees in architecture. And um, several years ago, I literally just kind of closed my firm and felt like I was supposed to just stop and, and do something different. And the interesting thing was I really didn't know what that was. I didn't know what that next step was. And so it, it already had begun in my life, sort of this by faith type of walking. Um, and so I was, I, I did just sort of give myself permission to just kind of be lost and just sort of, you know, wander and, and, and not have to like wear a fancy hat of I'm a professor or I'm an architect or, or whatever, and just be kind of me. And, and so that, 
in that journey, in that process is really where I allowed myself to sort of look deeper. And that's where the relationship really um, comes in and faith comes in is that um, who meets you in those moments? Well, that's where God meets you in those moments, you know, where you really stop to to let him in and, and to to look in um, into your faith in a way that it's, it's beyond you and beyond your understanding, but looking to something bigger and um, re- relying and leaning on something much bigger than yourself. That's so interesting and, and, and also funny and, and ironic that you had to shed all those sort of fancy hats to be in order to be found because it's quite a scary thought uh, to allow yourself <laughs> to be lost. Um, did you ever feel scared and thought, oh, what am I doing? <laughs> Um, and and how do you maintain that sense of faith? Uh, because you're lost, essentially. Uh, were you ever scared? Yeah. yeah, for sure. And I do talk about that a lot in the book is fear, anxiety. I definitely um, went through seasons of big anxiety and a lot of fear. And I think when you're working at the heart level, that that's when you're, you know, you actually are allowing those things to come out because it's actually better out than in. Yes. Um, and so when you when you do say, OK, I'm going to face these fears or I'm going to face these mountains in the book, I sort of label them things like mountains, storms, valleys, battlefields. Um, when you start to face them, the amazing thing is that you don't have to face them alone. And so you have a choice that you can you can sort of that is a great direction to really lean on faith and lean on God in those moments and sort of choose, you know what, I'm going to, yes, I'm in this storm or I'm in this moment of fear, anxiety, whatever it might be, a challenge. And immediately to decide, I I have this choice, I can bring God in right at the beginning. And honestly, that makes all the difference because you, you aren't alone and you have something, you know, there's an amazing verse that I love. It's if you have faith the side of a mustard seed, you can move mountains, right? And so it's possible to, you know, crumble these mountains and, and go just right over them, not in our own strength, but by faith. Yeah. Um, it sounds like you've had uh, some challenging times. How has that helped you grow? The challenges have been, um, yeah, th- th- those are the tough moments, right? And I think it's again, giving yourself permission to actually be in those moments and say, you, you don't have to, it's not, I, w- I don't want challenges. I don't want to face things. It's yes, they're going to happen. So when they do, what do you do? And so I personally have learned a lot about being in the storm or what, you know, what can I do differently? Um, because my old reaction was very quickly to just, yes, fearful, you put your walls up, you, you know, you close off and and that's sort of the easy solution to sort of self-protect, but um, learning to let your walls down and be vulnerable in those in situations is, is, is the challenge and, or is part of the journey. And that really is where um, you find so much peace. It's kind of like the eagle, right? The eagle flies above the storm. And so even though the storm is still there, we still see it, we still feel it, we're still in it, but you can still have quite a lot of peace in the storm. Um, so, yes, I have um, faced quite a lot of challenges when I was a child. So I do unpack in the book, um, looking at the heart as a child, because I come from a divorced family, very challenging. Um, you know, you start at that very early young child heart age. And it's amazing to realize how much actually happens at that young level when you really don't even know, you know, much of what's going on in the world yet. Um, but quite a lot 
takes form in your heart in those early years, um, even early fears, early things that you end up carrying with you. And as an adult, I didn't know how to access that. I didn't know how to even feel or know that that was even there. Um, but it was through this journey of faith and just really um, allowing God in and inviting him. Yes, please help me open this up, unpack it for me, navigate it for me, teach me, grow me, strengthen me. All these things just re relying on him that allowed um, just quite an amazing transformation. And so, you know, now I just it's kind of like you just want to share because you want to help other people. I think sometimes we go through things so that. We, we grow through what we go through, right? So then you want to like help and share and yeah. I think it's remarkable that, you know, you, you're writing down your raw experiences so that you can help other people because it's easy for us to go through uncomfortable and painful situations and not only not grow, but be bitter and resentful and, and, and feel bad about the situation. But it's also easy to have dealt with things. Well, not maybe not even truly dealing with things, but sort of dealing with things, put it in a box, pack it away and sort of move on with your life. But here you are mm -hmm. sort of taking it back out and working through it. Um, that That's really remarkable. And I think I, I talked, we, we talked a little bit about the beginning that it's so easy uh, to, to lose faith when you go through a, uh, tough times and go through things that aren't necessarily going the way that we want. Um, how does your book sort of address that and help other people realize that perhaps that it is the journey and it is life. It's not always going to be smooth sailing and it's okay to go through bad things and, and, and tough times. How does your book address that uh, for, for your readers? Yeah, so it, it is a beautiful kind of story the way that it addresses it in the sense of it's almost like because I myself couldn't see it in, in the beginning as well. And so I unpack it in a way that I'm kind of sharing what, this realization that I myself had. And so um, I wasn't able to see these things or feel these things myself. And so it was God who sort of taught me this amazing way of communicating visually. And um, it's, it's um, being a creative person, I love drawing and you know I get that from my background. Um, but so in the book, I start to share the, what I call prayer colorings. And it's kind of like when you, when you don't know a language, you can't speak the language, right? But so how do you learn the language? Well, you, you have to kind of go through the steps of understanding the meanings of different things. So I started doing these drawings without really knowing what they meant and knowing and understanding. Like I didn't realize that they were sort of messages and had quite a lot of deep meaning. But the more I would do them, the more that I, I felt like such an inner release or some from inside. And so I didn't know what they meant in the beginning, but I just kept doing them. And it was quite an amazing journey without any words or without understanding. And so it was later that as, as I was doing these drawings that it slowly started to unpack the meaning. And I, it was kind of like, you know, the connect the dots, the book. Um, it was like I started to be able to connect the dots and see like, oh, you know, this is what God was trying to show me. It's kind of like giving my heart a voice and, and learning how um, to communicate when that form of that method of communication was broken. So you have to do it a different way. Right. And so that is what the reader gets to experience is that journey of seeing how something like that can unpack and then their journey, obviously, people are going to have different experiences. So I'm not saying that they're having my experience, but 
it's written in a way that challenges, there's questions, there's spiritual formation activities, there's, it's a journaling sort of um, journey for the reader. So no matter where they're at in their faith and their life, they can sort of pick up the book because the book will meet them where they are. It's not saying I have to be at this point or I have to be lost or I have to be whatever. It will meet you there because it's, it's quite an amazing way that the material can sort of mix and mold right into your story. And you can just say, Oh yeah, I can relate. You know, there's something relatable. There's something that um, some sort of way of pulling out um, an experience for the reader that they can then dive deeper, pray through or, um, yeah, grow, heal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think it's it's a, a, an undeniable fact that f- for for many people, f- their faith, their God, or even believing something that's a greater than them, a creator, is what gets people through their tough times. Something or something bigger that they lean on, um, uh, as well. Uh, in, in terms of that, people can can sort of draw their own parallels and also take what they can. Um, from the book, like you said, depending on where they are in their own spiritual uh, journey. Now, I know um, you also came across some challenges. I I came across your book uh, from your Kickstarter campaign, um, Mm -hmm. and I'd read that originally uh, you had a publisher, uh, but then things didn't work out. Uh, Talk us through some of the challenges uh, you had in terms of publishing this book, because um, it's your first book, um, so you're sort of learning on the job, if you like. Uh, What was that process like? Yeah, so it's this is the ironic twist, is that writing the book was probably the most joyful thing I've ever project, my most joyful project, even more than the buildings I designed and, and all those things. Like somehow this thing that I was not trained to do was the most joyful. But the, the irony is that the other side of, of writing it is then you have to sort of get it into the world. And so that is where I found the challenges that came in was the other half of publishing is, yes, you can write the book, but then what, you know? And so I actually, um, I did pray in the beginning. I was like, okay, what, you know, because I felt like if God wants me to write this book, then he's going to get it out there, right? So that's the star of hope that you have to hold on to. And so I, you know, I didn't have a big budget to, to produce the book myself when I first started. And so I thought, okay, I found Amazon print on demand. I thought, okay, I'll do that. That's easy. I don't have to invest a lot. People can order it. They get it, um, you know, as they want. It's print on demand. So I submitted my book to that. And um, the thing about that is it's an amazing platform. If your book fits into this really tiny box of like, you know, all these different ticks. And so my book is not one of those books. It's got you know, words in the margins and crazy fonts and big visuals. And um, so I get this big list back from Amazon. You're, you know, you have to change this, this, just all these things I had to change. And I was like, okay. And I thought, I'll, I'll do that. I'll try, I'll change it. And so I started changing my book and it's kind of like fitting, a, I don't know, a tree inside a piece of rice, you know, like it just doesn't fit. Right. And so um, I felt like I was losing the character of the book the more I changed it to fit in this Amazon box. And even though that's an amazing option and an amazing platform, it wasn't the right platform for me. And so it's kind of like finding yourself at a red light. And then what do you do? You know, you have to wait. So I'm sort of waiting. And then and then instead of going straight through the red light, I just uh, it's kind of like we prayed and we turn right. <laughs> yes. You know, we have to make a turn. And so I considered, I tried to do sort of a um, 
digital version, but the book is so interactive and you know, you want to write and you want to sort of get involved and get your pen out and mess it up. And so that's just not a great option either. And so I was like, okay, God, where, where are we going? What should I do? And I thought, well, I'll just see how I can, you know, if I can get an opportunity with a publisher. And so I wrote, I sent it out to, you know, the, the list of the top publishers in the States. And I was like, okay, I'm praying, you know, let's see what happens. And I got an amazing book deal, you know, and very quickly. And, um, you know, they were excited. They expedited the book. They were going to publish it um, quickly. It was supposed to be published by October 2020. Um, and I was even getting paid for this book. Like it was a really great uh, opportunity. And um, so last summer came and I get an email saying that we just want to let you know that, you know, with COVID, everything has been paused. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I've got my star of hope, you know, I'm holding on. And, and, um, and so, yeah, by November, you know, my book was supposed to be out in October and by November, I'm like, okay, I wonder, you know, I'm just wait. It's like being in the waiting room, but you don't know how long you're going to be in the waiting room. And so it's really stretching your patience and stuff like that. Um, and so I did, I got the email in November and they said, you know, not just me, but so all their contracts had been canceled. Um, just because it, it's just kind of like that industry just completely plummeted along sorry, with so many yeah. others. And so I, you know, here I am, I'm at the red light again. And I'm like, okay, God, where are we going? What are we doing? And again, we're turning right, or maybe we're turning left, but we turned. And so, um, yeah, that's how the Kickstarter came about. And um, so, yeah, it's been a real challenge and a, and a real by faith journey um, to get the book out and, um but exciting, you know. What a testament. We've got only two minutes left before the 2.30 news. Juliana, I want to very quickly say, what did you learn in this process? And also, finally, how can people know more about your book? Tell us about the Kickstarter campaign. Uh, what did you learn in this process? So the, I would say, you know, really, it's a testimony of walking by faith. And, you know, about this really, it is possible to have that inner heart healing at the heart level. Um, just through a relationship with Jesus, it's quite powerful. Um, he will communicate with you and he will reach out and, and God is quite powerful in that way. So it's, yeah, the faith and the healing, it's so, it's so true. Um, the Kickstarter, it shares a new animation. That's one thing I did in my COVID it's years. so cute. Played with animation. Brilliant. So yeah, it's, it's, I'm excited to share it. Yes. So we'll put a link uh, on this Facebook Live for your Kickstarter campaign. Uh, Juliana, what a pleasure to, to meet you and to talk to you uh, this afternoon and really remarkable and, and good for you for finding your purpose. And I hope your book can yes. help many people uh, find their purpose too. And we're talking uh, to Juliana Rotemeyer, uh, who's written the book My Catanoe by a By Faith Project. I need to really learn how to say the name. My Catanoe. <laughs> how do you say it? My Catanoio. My Catanoio, a By Faith project. Thank you so much for your sharing this afternoon and best of luck. And we'll post the Kickstarter link and we hope to read the physical book very soon. Congratulations. Thank once you. Again. Thank you so much. Thank you very much indeed. And a